Three months after the Israelites left Egypt, they came to the desert of Sinai and camped there in the desert in front of the mountain. Then Moses went up to God, and the Lord called him to the mountain and said, Say this to my people. You saw what I did in Egypt, and how I carried you on eagles' wings and brought you out. Now, if you keep my covenant, you will be my people. The whole earth is mine. You will be for me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. Then God said, I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. This is the word of God. So there was a lawyer who came up to Jesus and said, what must I do? He said, what is the greatest commandment, God? Jesus, what is the greatest commandment? There's 10 of them, and they're too hard for me to follow all 10 of them. 10 rules is a lot. And so what rules should I follow? And Jesus said, two. Two rules, right? The first rule is love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second rule is love your neighbor as yourself. So for the next two weeks, we're going to talk about loving the Lord our God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and loving our neighbors as ourselves. Now, the ruler was trying, the lawyer was trying to trick Jesus into saying something that they could arrest him for, and Jesus was clever, because Jesus knew that he wasn't picking one commandment, but in fact summarizing all of the laws. Basically, he said, if you love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself, you're going to follow all the other rules, right? And yet we still have the Ten Commandments. And I don't know about you, but my mother paid me $5 to memorize the Ten Commandments. <laughs> Maybe your mother didn't pay you $5. <laughs> it was one of our optional chores. We could memorize Bible verses for money. So, of course, that's what I did instead of actually, like, clean things. <laughs> so I learned the Ten Commandments as a child. From a very early age, I knew all Ten Commandments because they were the central focus of our lives, right? But it turns out it's not enough just to know what the rules are. Because this, these 10 rules, these 10 commandments, these 10 guidelines are probably the most controversial thing in all of religion. You see, there are three religions that all ascribe to the Ten Commandments. All three major Abrahamic religions. That means people who look at Abraham as their ancestor, Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. They all acknowledge the Ten Commandments as being a really important part of your faith. And yet when it gets down to the nitty-gritty, it turns out we don't even agree on what the Ten Commandments are. And it's not just the three religions that have a problem with that. If you went to a Catholic church this morning, they would have a different set of Ten Commandments than you do. So who's right? Which is the greatest commandment? And that's just if we're talking about religion, because I read about 20 years ago that there was a town in Alabama that tried to replace their entire civil code with the Ten Commandments. That was going to be their only laws. And I'm not real sure how you enforce things like, I am the Lord your God, I am one. Like, how, does, <laughs> how do you enforce that, right? But that's what they decided to do. And so we've gotten a little confused about the point of the Ten Commandments. Or maybe you grew up in the South and you remember a day when you couldn't go anywhere on Sunday. 
Remember those days? The blue laws? Because we had to keep the Sabbath. And I'm not saying any of those things are wrong. In fact, I do believe you should keep the Sabbath, a Sabbath, a time for rest. But the point of the Ten Commandments was never supposed to be to give you rules that you would be afraid of if you didn't follow them. Now, other people have gone the other direction, and they have said, well, Jesus died for our sins, and the law doesn't matter anymore, so we can do whatever we want. And it doesn't really matter if I covet my neighbor's possessions or if I don't really believe, if I don't go to church, I can still believe in Jesus. And they have some good basis on that, too, because Paul spent a lot of time in his letters telling them that you don't have to follow the law anymore. You are under God's grace. So which is it? Are they laws or are they something that are a relic of the past? And which 10 laws are we supposed to follow? And I think all of this is a little bit missing the point. We have to remember, as all things with the Bible, that context is king. And we can't take the Ten Commandments out of the story of Exodus and put them on a wall and expect to understand them. This was a group of people who were scared. And they were running for their lives, and they were in the middle of the desert. And they no longer knew who they were because they no longer had the things that used to define them. When they lived in Egypt, they had certain ways of worshiping together, and they had certain hierarchies, and they had certain patterns. And when they went out into the desert, none of those things were there. None of the familiar was there anymore, and they didn't know who they were. And they said to God in the wilderness, they cried out to God, and they said, can't we go back? I knew who I was back then. And I knew what I was supposed to do, and maybe I had to make some bricks. And it wasn't a whole lot of fun, and um, you know, we were dying and things, but at least I knew what that was. Who are we? And so God calls Moses up on the mountain and says, Moses, I'm going to tell you who you are. I'm going to tell you who you are, and that is my people. I am the Lord your God. I am. I am. You don't get a vote. You don't get to choose. You are in no way allowed to say, no, thank you, God. <laughs> I'm cool. I like the golden calf a little bit better. He seems more fun. I am the Lord your God. I am. And that's who you are. And I said, okay, cool, but what about these other people? How are we supposed to live in community together? You're our God, but surely, I mean, John and I don't get along very well, and we need some rules. Because John's a bad person, and if we just give him the right rules, then he'll be nice to me, right? Right, John? That's basically what this is. How do we live together when we don't have the rules that we used to know? And so God gives 10 rules. And it's all about living together in community. That's all it is. If we're going to live together, these are some things that we should all agree to. And one of the things that we need to agree to is that we know that God is God and I am not. I am the Lord your God. And no matter where you go and no matter what you do and no matter who you are in the future or whose God that you think that you are or which God you decide is better than the God that you have, I'm the God you got and I'm not going away. That's it. I am. 
I am. And there are so many times in our lives where we choose to pretend like that is not true, where we seek sanctuary and security in things that are not of God. And sometimes we decide it would be better to go back or go forward. It doesn't really matter where we go, somewhere that's not so uncomfortable as the wilderness. The desert is hard. And maybe I could go to Egypt, back to Egypt, and we could build some bricks, and maybe that won't be as much fun. And maybe I won't know who I am anymore in the same way, but that would be better. Or maybe, God, we could just go to the promised land. Wouldn't that be nice? There's milk and honey there. And God says, no, because you still don't get it. No matter where you go or where you are or who you are, I am God. And all you need to know is that I am the Lord your God and you will worship me with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And you can do that, right? Because it turns out it's not very hard to do. It just means we have to set aside our own ego for a little bit. We gotta put aside maybe our preferences or maybe we gotta put aside the things that we're carrying around. And maybe we can lay those things down and say, I don't have to carry my life on my own. I don't have to do that. Because I've got a God who is God and I've got a community of people who agree to live together. And maybe that is harder than a life by ourselves or the life that we're in charge of or the life where we get to choose things. But God is our God. And the wilderness is hard. But God doesn't leave us in the midst of that by ourselves. And as long as we can all agree to the idea that our God is God, and your God is the God, and God is, then we can live together as one community of faith, inside and outside of our walls. I am the Lord your God. Amen.